0: Right from Glasgow, the alien of the first show. Right from Glasgow, the alien of the first show.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Friday the fourteenth of September two thousand and twelve. My name is Oliver Braid. I'm Ellie Harrison and today we are not coming live from Glasgow. Um, Ellie's in Glasgow and I'm in Liverpool and uh, I'll be celebrating the opening of Liverpool Biennial 2012. Ellie will probably be celebrating the fact that she's got the flat to herself. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Um, Yes, and so um, today I've chosen the theme. It's um, sensibilities. And Mm -hmm. I just thought I'd give you a little introduction as to why I chose it, because I know that I haven't really told you much about it. I'd love that. And then I'm going to throw it over to you to have a little discuss, because I know that you've done quite a lot of, uh, not preparation, but should we call it revision? (laughs) Could do. So, as part of, um, the reason I'm in Liverpool today is because I am... ...presenting my new work at Cave Art Fair, which is called Sincerity Shoe. Mm. And interestingly enough, it's it's connected to the radio station in a way, or the radio show... ...because Sincerity Shoe uh, is going to be, or is inspired very much by Lauren Hill... Right. ...and her 2000 MTV Unplugged album. Which, if you've been a, um, a loyal follower of the Ellie and Oliver show... You will probably know that earlier in the year, I became quite obsessed with Lauren Hill, much to the uh, grievance of my co-host. Um, yeah, not and too much. So, but what happened to me during that time was that I became very obsessed with the idea of becoming more serious. Yeah. And really kind of, this this came out of some a certain person who has always remained nameless, but has cropped up continuously throughout the year. But, you know, I began to feel very insecure about a lot of, ways that I was feeling in my life, particularly like my standards of taste and my ability to understand things and feel things in a more sensitive way. And so I began to feel very much like as if I didn't have very clear sensibilities. And I really, it's mm. quite quite And But what has happened to me in nine months later oh. <laughs> is yeah. that I'm finally beginning to sort of recover the fact that actually I had all these things all along and a lot of the stuff that I thought I was chasing after... Or the, you know, when I was listening to the Lauren Hill stuff, I was really, like, believing in this very, like... What we think of as, like... Or what I thought was that she was very sincere with what she was saying. But, of course, now we find out she's a massive tax frauder and, and therefore, immoral in my eyes. Yeah. So I've gone off for a little bit. But happy days, because it has just made me reassess everything that I was... Sort of all the traps that I was falling into when I was questioning my original sensibilities.
2: So you rejected Lauren Hill then?
1: It's like, I still really like her, but I, d- is that I feel what like. What's
2: the shoe's about? Because I know you're stamping um, on her head.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's, the shoe design references Lauren Hill, but it's more—it's actually a slight Sylvia Plath reference, like being trapped in a shoe. Wow. Um, but but my shoe, rather than being a kind of dead German father, is a uh, American. R&B hip-hop star If you do with know a penchant of, for sincerity.
2: If you don't know what on earth we're talking about, you need to have a look at Oliver's blog, because no doubt he's put a picture of this.
1: No no pictures of the Sincerity Oliver, Show. there
2: will be by Friday.
0: Yeah, it'll be creeping
1: on, creeping on. Ideally, you'd come to Liverpool and see it in person.
2: No, there'll be photos. But you need to see it, otherwise none of this is going to make any sense. <laughs> so, sensibilities. Well... I think you texted me the theme mm-hmm. a few days ago and said, this is what we're doing. And I was like, ooh, that's tricky, because I don't really know what it means. But it's okay, because this weekend, my mum, Anne oh, Mummy Anne. Mummy Anne, as I affectionately call her, um, was coming to visit. So
1: I, my mum being an English teacher,
2: it's very, very useful, so I thought, right... Saturday night. Can I just
1: point out that previously, I know that she can be both, but just for viewer cohesion, previously you have referred to her as a communications teacher, oh. and I do worry that the viewers, are, the listeners, rather, are going to begin to think that you're actually just uh, a liar. Or I've got two mums. An insatiable liar. Yeah. Okay, we'll just clear this up. <laughs> My
2: mum used to teach, I think she started off teaching French, actually. No. Uh, maybe at high school. I don't know. She, she'll be listening and she'll tell me if this is all <laughs> wrong and anyway then she started teaching communication studies at uxbridge technical college in the 1970s mm? where she met bernard harrison who was a business studies teacher wow. and they got married and had two children but then in later <laughs> life after she left Rich, uh, there she went to work at richmond college teaching english a level
1: Wow, so <laughs> she was able to fill you in all about sensibilities. Well,
2: <laughs> no, I said to her, look, Mum, she is an avid listener of the Ellie and Oliver Show. Hello, Anne. Hi. And I said, look here, Mum, will you help me with my research? Because previously, I don't know whether I ever mentioned this on air, but when I went to stay in London, oh, yes, I did. She'd
1: suggested some... She
2: made a whole long list of, like, mm, possible themes that we could have. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, before I forget, I not think we could talk about this at uh, another later date, but I had the idea that our mum should do a guest show at yeah, some I'd point love that. before the end of the year, but we need to talk about that in more detail. We're
1: in discussion, in discussion with the mums. The Sue and Anne show, God, it would be oh
2: amazing, or oh, the Anne and Sue show, we have to see what's got more of a ring to it. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and what would make a better jingle? I said to my mum, what does sensibilities mean, please? Because I've got to do a radio show about it tomorrow. And obviously I knew the book title, Sense and Sensibility. Oh, yeah. So then I got into we got into quite a long discussion about 19th century literature. Oh, okay. Of which my knowledge is pretty patchy. Mm. And I always get Jane Austen confused with the Bronte yes. sisters. Anyway, I think it's because... The Brontes wrote Jane Eyre, didn't yes. they? Well,
1: I, I say the Brontes because I have got a clue which one. I think it might one. have been... Hmm,
2: do you think it was Charlotte or Emily? Oh, maybe it was Emily. It's one of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say is they're from a lovely town. There's another one. There's there is another one. There's the other the creepy sister. Yeah. Well, I don't, she, I don't was know she if she's creepy? creepy. No, they had no, a
2: creepy brother. No, I just brother. thought that there
1: was a reason. Oh, yeah, I bet they did. <laughs>
2: they had a creepy brother who didn't do anything. From
1: a lovely town, though. I wouldn't do anything if I lived in that town. What is it can 't remember what it's called but it's like it's such a beautiful northern town there 's just like this one long street can 't remember what it 's called Is it Rippon? No it can't be Rippon. we 've got a tea towel from it in my parents' house.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> wow check it out. Well, I will check <laughs> it out if <laughs> I ever go to your parents' <laughs> house so anyway, Anne advised that Jane Austen mm. had used this title. Sense and sensibility to contrast, well, two distinct personality traits. So the two sisters who are the main characters in the book, Eleanor, which is kind of interesting, she's the older sister, and Marianne, she's the younger sister. Eleanor is typified by being sensible and having common sense and being motivated by rational thought and oh, reason.
0: And Marianne, Reasoning. yeah,
2: she's a reasoner. And my mum was saying she fell in love with a very boring man. Okay. she got married to or something, I don't know, something boring like that.
1: And Marianne, the younger sister, she was into empiricism, was she? No, like, she wasn't into empiricism. <laughs> I just thought you were going for that contrast. No, she was sense. Which one did she represent? She was sensibility. Sensibility. So she But was... sensibility is empiric, is it? Because it's the ability to feel or perceive. Well, what?
2: I think we've got different definitions.
1: I think we might have, but let's the, let this the unfold. The um,
2: comparison definition, mm. as compared by the Oxford oh, okay, okay. Dictionary as well is um you know someone who is allow allows themselves to be swayed by emotions somebody who has heightened emotional responses mm-hmm. to things whereas the older sister would not allow her emotions to get in the way of her decision of making reason. basically so i started to think about well, one thing we talked about was the relationship between older sisters and younger sisters, and where the younger sisters oh. are always the slightly more are
1: you the, Are you the sensibility? Or? Well, I don't know. Is Flo know, the not. sense?
2: Well, Flo is quite sensible. She's okay. quite conventional.
1: Hmm. Sorry, Flo. I don't really know her well enough to make a judgement, but she seems a little bit more bohemian than you.
2: Well, she's a bit bohemian with her like kids, like... With all their like food all over their face <laughs> and stuff and like mess around the
1: place. It's lovely to be able to apply that word in that way. Isn't and it?
2: knitting and things like that. But she's she is married with two kids and what am I living in a in a sparse flat, cold sparse <laughs> flat? I know, but of your own choosing. With you, of your own choosing. Oh, I know. True. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But I actually think that I do suffer from these sensibilities because only today, and I won't go into the bad story because it's mm. not good, but only today I was on my laptop thinking, maybe I should just go to Sweden. Oh. There's somebody in Sweden who I'm really keen to see. And I was like, i oh, just look at flights. I'll just like look at the flights. And also I'm not meant to be flying mm. because of my environmental policy. But I tell you what, I would...
1: You would break that environmental policy.
2: For romantic engagement.
1: Oh.
2: It would always come first. Like, I would just be like... And I know it's irrational, but I think I am quite a romantic person. Irrational
1: and sensibility.
2: Yeah. I would agree
1: that that... Yeah, that's it. But I was thinking about sensibility. So if we could say it's about being affected by changes in the environment... yeah rather than being affected by purely... Logic? Logical thinking. I would say that that is in some way connected to empiricism or an experience of the world beyond yourself.
2: Which one?
1: Well, (laughs) I was thinking that sense. Yeah. I guess that you would take the world in and process it with reason. I think
2: you'd be quite prudential.
1: If you were sensible. Yeah. But if you were, sensib- if you were led by sensibility. What's the singular of sensibility? Oh, well, sensibility, <laughs> but <it was>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, H- How do you describe it as a trait in someone?
2: Well, this is... My mum was also filling me in on this because she went into quite a lot of grammatical... Oh, interesting. ...discussions about this. And I don't think there is... You mean an adjective,
1: yeah, to describe a person,
2: there isn't one, and this is something that she flagged up. And the other thing that she flagged up is that it, the word "sensible," mm-hmm. which is an adjective, yes, <laughs> oh, I'm not running <laughs> the grammar, <laughs> but "sensible" and "sensibility," you know, they're very, very closely related but they're words. They're very opposed, but they're very, very, they're almost uh, di- like opposites. Yeah, and in French sensible mm-hmm. which is obviously just sensible but pronounced in yes. a French accent <laughs> that means the same as sensibilities it has the same uh, meaning okay. do you know what that?
1: the word for sensible is in French they don't have it they're not they <laughs> no, are quite outrageous as a nation French. aren't they bless <laughs> them well yes uh, well I, yeah I suppose yeah, a common conception might be that French people are more sensibility driven than sensible driven but mm-hmm. I th- Probably probably shouldn't go too far into those stereotypes.
2: But we should have a song, Oliver. Let's have a song. So, song? yeah,
1: I, um my misinterpretation of the... Because what I should also say yeah. to listeners is that when I sent you the word <laughs> sensibilities... You didn't know what it meant either. Uh, well, actually, what I meant to talk about was... um. What's the word that I said to you Look just before? God, Hannah, I, I really meant, oh, sentiments, sentiments. Because actually, one of the things that happened this year when I became so obsessed with seriousness—if people, people probably get this already—but I, I got more into trying to learn about things that I think would make me a more sensible or more sincere person, right. such as Kant. I know that Kant was cr- hanging out quite a lot with us last month, and <laughs> in talking about Kant or in learning about Kant. Hume also cropped up a lot and I was thinking particularly about Hume's aesthetic theory and one of the things that kept coming up is like the idea of it's sentiment that like g- gives an object beauty rather than something being beautiful in itself and really that was what I wanted to talk about okay right <laughs> well, we're talking about sensibilities instead um but oh, in, in connection to that uh cuz one of the things that did happen to me was that I felt quite guilty about my sentiments because I felt they weren't good enough, and that's why someone may not have been interested in me. Not the fact that I'm just a nut job. Um, and the song that I've chosen basically is just about believing in your own musical choices rather than trying to listen to what's cool.
2: Damn right! Damn
1: right. Uh, this is a song by The Two Bears and it's called Be Strong.
2: Ooh, well, we're going to listen to it now. I've never heard of it before, but I'm excited.
3: Give the music all your love and all your loving. At night in the world But on the music I can't pull no score Peace, You got to believe everything and nothing Peace Or oh, you got nothing at all Peace, Give the music all your loving. for Peace go Then you won't stumble, or you won't fall Peace, I'm saying this and that is cool You've got to follow your own mind and ears And find a sound that stays inside your head for you you got to believe everything and nothing you got to believe, all oh, you got nothing at all you got to believe, give the music all your loving you got to believe, and you won't stumble, you won't fall you got to, you, you, you got to music, you got to, you got to music you got the tea, you got the music got the got the music got, it. got the got music got the got, got the music you got the yeah, tickets-
0: juice- pouco- ha- you got the pesar- you got got The
2: two bears and be strong. Yeah, be strong. I enjoyed that, actually. Yeah. And I didn't quite understand, because I thought when you introduced it, you were saying, oh, this song's actually really not very cool at all. And
1: <laughs> that was perfect timing. I don't know if the microphone picked up Skype. But, <laughs> <meow>. <laughs> um, but... But actually, yeah. no, it's more about not worrying about other people thinking your music isn't cool, I think, or just enjoying... Whatever music you want to.
2: Well, maybe, sh- maybe now's the time to write up about my lack of song for this week so far. Because I have been thinking about it, mm-hmm. following my chat with Anne, about what sensibilities actually mean. Yeah. I was thinking about the way that music mm-hmm. can actually make you behave in quite rational ways. Like, an emotive track that reminds you of something yes. can make you cry or... Do all manner of It can like definitely, for me, it can, yeah, it, it definitely
1: affects um, the way that I think about things yes. and, th- and really the mindset for the rest of the day. Sometimes, when I was a kid, I used to have certain albums that I really seriously believed that if I listened to them, well, I had to stop listening to them because the I, I, I really associated them with having bad luck. And I began to mm-hmm. think that if I listened to a particular album, I would just have bad luck. I know that's slightly more supernatural yeah. than sensibilities. Uh, but I, I, I was definitely very um, affected by the fear of that. Yeah,
2: um, it's some sort of irrational, I- emotional response.
1: It's definitely irrational.
2: <laughs> you can't really control. Um, <gasps> but maybe we talked about that when we did Superstitions. But I was thinking the track that I played two weeks ago when we did Inhibitions, oh yes. did evoke... You know, that was quite a rom- romantic song for Mm me it was evoking of a specific period in my life yeah i really want to think of a song (laughs) between now and the time when my song comes on so in about
1: (laughs) five between five and ten minutes i really want to
2: think of a song that really makes you know makes moves me
1: but I tell you, recently, Ellie, I was having a conversation with a gentleman. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, why you'd bother to make an artwork. Yeah. And, like, why, you know, often I don't really feel anything. I'm not affected in the same way with art as I am with music.
2: When you see art.
1: Yeah, just the experience of art sometimes isn't really as powerful as, like, when you first hear a song that really seems to speak to you or because but I guess because m- music is more open to sensibility whereas I think like art maybe you're experiencing a slightly more academic
2: yeah it's more
1: cerebral way. yeah it's definitely um, it's like work isn't it whereas songs <laughs> <laughs> but, th- I, th- but th- I mean the danger with being someone who is affected by music quite a lot is that you know like with Lauren Hill and lots of other stuff I was listening to a lot of music that was actually making my emotional state a lot worse and that is why i've moved into listening more regularly to dance music at the moment because it's just you know it just all it wants me to or it just makes me want to move my body about and i'm so i'm not really mm-hmm. thinking so much about a specific person actually what i'm really thinking about is how much i want to be in a club dancing with lots of people
2: or just be in a pavilion in the corner of St. Andrew's Square. Yeah, shimmying
1: I? around. If you haven't seen the video <laughs> of Ellie and Oliver's <laughs> afternoon special, do check it out on our Facebook page. It comes with an Ellie Harrison stamp of approval.
2: Yeah, it's bloody amazing. I loved <laughs> it. I loved it. Um, so, sensibilities. I don't know what else I can say on this
1: topic, Oliver. Well... Let's think about, I mean, I would say, I mean, you are funnily someone who is very affected by changes in your environment. Yes, I am. Yeah. I, I actually think in some ways I'm better at blocking out changes in my environment than you are.
2: Yeah, that's why I have to have subliminal white noise. Yes. It makes everything constant. Mm-hmm. Just like a constant. But also loudness. I was thinking about
1: even just living in the flat, you know. Things are kept in a certain way. Because I was regaling someone with a story recently. When I used to live with those two girls on Fergus Drive, I was telling someone the other day this story. When when they went away, they must have gone away for a long period of time. I don't know if you remember this. But I took all of the pictures and all of the posters out of all of the frames in the house and just replaced them with my own in this girl's house. It's quite wild now, I think, about it. But at the time, it seemed perfectly reasonable to me because I just thought I can't be surrounded by this, like, you know waiting room type artwork. Or uh,
2: Athena posters. Yeah,
1: yeah, very Athena poster. Was so breakfast took breakfast at took, all that out, took that breakfast at Tiffany's poster right out, put an Ellie Harrison poster <laughs> in it, that oh, ginormous lovely. Gold Card Adventures poster. Wasn't received very well upon their return, actually. That's a lovely poster. I can't even give those away. I've got 500 in the loft if anyone wants a pink. It lo- is lovely. See, a, <laughs> yo- a young Ellie Harrison...
2: Yeah, from two thousand
1: Would you sign it? Would you sign it for people if they're interested? Oh, yeah, you
2: can have it signed.
1: If you buy an Ellie and Oliver t-shirt Limited Edition, you'll get a free Ellie Harrison Gold Card Adventures poster (laughs) signed. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Nowadays. (laughs)
2: This is getting outrageous. I think that we've run out of time, Oliver. Pretty
1: hell.
2: I know, but I still want to think of this song. I just want to think of, maybe I could think of something that will emotionally move me to remember when we first met. I know it's not romantic, Mm. but it's still, like, emotional. What were we listening to? When, When
1: I first met you, all I can really think about you is you're dressed as that guy from The League of Gentlemen with no arm. Oh no! Who you? Dr- no, you weren't dressed as him. You were dressed as that Chinese artist that ate a baby. Yeah, <laughs> Zhu Yu. Yeah, I can remember him. Zhu Yu. That was Halloween. Can yeah. I just point out it was Halloween?
2: <laughs> and I just suddenly had this brainwave that it'd be amazing if I dressed up as Zhu Yu. It was amazing. It's very good costume.
1: A and um, and obviously I remember the Panda Pop diet that we've spoken about before. Yeah. Um.
2: What music were we listening to? What was Top of the Pops back in 2008? I don't even know if it existed
1: <laughs> way back in 2008. <laughs> Bloody hell. Where
2: we used to go to... Remember, I went to that Halloween party and I disgraced myself. Not even the GU. Well, that was one. the
1: second Halloween party. Yeah, you were dressed as some kind of perverse Tina Turner.
2: I was. I was a Hoxton twat. <laughs> oh my! 2009 Halloween, I went as a Hoxton twat. That was fun.
1: It was good. I liked it. I liked it. are we thrown out twice?
2: No, well, I was vent- I found myself in the gutter. This is what led me to giving out alcohol. The you know that 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 was didn't a lovely the Irish lady
1: give you £20? Sh- sh-
2: a woman, a st- complete stranger, put £10 pounds in the palm mm. of my hand so I could get in a taxi. That is so kind. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> lovely lady, <coughs> I just want you to know that you practically saved my life. Because that no. was a pretty intense But evening. not that
1: much, because once you got home, you actually discovered you hadn't got any keys.
2: So what did I do? I
1: had to come leave the party... And come and find you. I gave my costume to a young boy. Well, I say a young boy. Quite an attractive gentleman. Were you dressed as a pizza? He was 20. No, that was another year. I was dressed as a. If you remember, I was dressed as a chopping board and my hat was an axe. Oh, I thought
2: you were a pizza. Oh, yeah. Because you had no, vegetables on the chopping yeah, board. Yeah, the
1: year later, I was a pizza. <laughs> um.
2: And then you came home to rescue me.
1: Yeah. You had a little. Uh, you might have had a little sick, but
2: well, it was that. It was that um, whole period of my life. Actually, it was quite turbulent. Mm. It led up to me deciding to give up alcohol on the first of January two thousand and ten. Yeah, I never really looked back. I've Become a lot more sans- sensible. Not sans- Sen- sensible. Sensible. <laughs> I've become a lot more sensible since then when it comes to alcohol.
1: Well, have you? Yes, I have, Oliver. You're still a bit of a binge drinker, though, aren't uh, that's
2: you? is what my bloody mum says. I say to her, she said to me, not having an alcohol. I'm like, I don't need to drink every day.
1: But I tell you, you know, I haven't drunk she... for two weeks. And on Friday night, I had one bottle of beer and two glasses of Prosecco. And that was enough for me. I think that's all right. Because well, I've realised, the thing is, I'm not that much of a mess when I drink. I just so don't really like it. myself very I much.
2: I don't like myself either. That's really one of the reasons why I stopped. Mm. I couldn't control myself, as is what alcohol <laughs> does to you. But I also just so much um, regret and so much like embarrassment the next day. Mm. That you just think I'd rather just be in control, and then you don't regret anything really. Everything. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully ah. you don't think, oh bloody hell, I wish that I'd drunk last night. Uh, I mean, because this is the thing, you know, tonight, this is going on Friday, tonight's the opening party of the Liverpool Biennial, will I have a drink?
2: I what am I going to do? Because I've
1: got to perform the next day.
2: Uh, well, I wouldn't, because I'm a professional. And but I'll, I be, w- b- I'll
1: be performing today as well in an hour and a half, I'll be getting ready to perform right now when this is going out.
2: But... I'm a professional, and I would not drink. I'd be like, I'm here to work. I'm not drinking. I know what you I
1: mean, but a no cave art fair—they're yeah. giving their drinks are going to be served in three hundred pineapples. I'd be a pirate. Sounds of pretty delicious, is not it? No, you bloody would. I don't. would, Oliver. Would because, you? Yeah.
2: If I'm performing, if I'm doing a lecture, I'm absolutely will not drink.
1: Well, if you come to one of my performances on the Friday or the Saturday, and I'm in particularly <laughs> delicate mood, please be gentle with me. It's my first time.
2: But you should say to him, look, are you a professional or not?
1: Who's him? Oh, me. Oh, Yay! I understand. And
2: just telling the kids what they should say. <sighs> what they should say to you.
1: I tell you, I don't believe in professionalism.
2: Oliver. It's a trap. I think this whole conversation, conceptually, has become quite attuned to... Our sensibilities. Because, like,
1: we've really run over.
2: I'm really... Like, this episode's getting on for 40 minutes now. Bloody hell. It's
1: a bumper edition. It's getting on
2: for 45, but I thought it was nice because it was just... It felt quite, like... Like, we weren't talking about what we meant to talk, but we were just talking because we wanted to talk to each other because we were friends.
1: We trialled off a little bit, but that's nice, isn't it?
2: We were reminiscing. Yeah. I don't know whether that has got anything to do with sensibilities, but... Let's well. listen to something now.
1: Okay. An imaginary song?
2: No, I don't want to do an imaginary song. I want to do a song that's very emotive for okay. us. mm mm-hmm. okay. Well, we can't do Dolly and What's-His-Face. Cause
1: oh, we've yeah, done we've done that. that. But, and you can watch us sing in that live, I believe, I was, on the internet. Do you
2: know, I was trying to think, uh, and when I was um, going to Dundee... Mm-hmm a couple of weeks ago and it was early in the morning and I was walking there to the university and I was listening Whitney came on oh yes
1: oh god not Dollar Bill was it
2: no it wasn't Dollar Bill It's one bloody of the motive oh yeah, ones good
1: oh good because <gasps> Dollar Bill's terrible bloody song
2: what's yeah it's a really bad really, song. <laughs> really bad song <laughs> what's the sort of song that would make you like what's a
1: great uh, well I want to dance with somebody who's a beautiful emotive Whitney song but we've had Whitney before does she deserve a second slot? Because to well, me, this is what I was debating. I've while was been doing annoyed the with. I am annoyed with her. I'm annoyed with Whitney Houston and Amy Winehouse.
2: Oh, and you're annoyed, with Lauren Hill.
1: And Lauren, Lo- and Lauren Hill. I tell you who else I'm really annoyed with them. Well, not annoyed with, but intrigued. Snoop Dog. Do you know that Snoop Dog has changed his name to Snoop Lion? He had a bit like Lauren Hill. He I had a spiritual experience. He had to go over to Jamaica and become a, a, a Rastafarian. No. And. Uh, yeah, he's changed his name to Snoop Lion because he went to this Rastafari uh, spiritual leader, and the leader said, You're not a dog, you're a lion. And he's released his first reggae track. Wow. It is awful. So for absolutely me. awful.
2: Because in front of me. No offense, on, Snoop Lion. No, mm. no, no offense, Snoop Lion. Don't Lime. come and pop a
1: cap Please in my lie. ass. Although you probably don't do that anymore if you're true Rastafari. You're probably pretty chilled out.
2: But right in front of me, on YouTube, is a picture of Bob
1: Marley. Is it? Is she a bit of Bob Marley? He's come, through. He's come through from the grave. It
2: is. Like, literally, it's come up. We watched the Two Bears video, and it's Bob's face, and it's staring at me like a... I'm, and my niece is called Bob. My nephew. <laughs> Not <laughs> my niece.
1: My nephew. Oh, right. Your called nephew's Bob. called Bob. It's all falling into place now. <laughs>
2: So I'm this has all been
1: predetermined. I'm going to
2: convert to Rastafarianism. What, what Bob it. Marley
1: song is it?
2: Okay, should I just click on it? Yeah,
1: let's have a go. It's the whole album, legends. <laughs> <laughs> this going to be a very long, two and a half hour show today. <laughs> it's, it's
2: the whole album. Let's just we better just yeah. It's actually one hour four minutes, but just have the first song. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we go, it's Bob. It's Bye, guys. Hey.
0: We did. Yes, I'm due. yes, I'm due.